Hi everyone, it's Tanner. And Zach. And we're here to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon. If you cannot get enough of our illustrious, sultry voices. Oh ho ho. We can offer you our Patreon for more of that shit. More of the shit that you like. Uh, On our Patreon, we offer such bonuses as extra shows, including an entire extra campaign called The Playtest, which is a single player campaign. If that uh, tickles your fancy. Give me mm. your fancy. How ticklish is it's it? It's so tickled right now. It's wow! Look at that. Um. <laughs> Another thing that we offer are our bathroom breaks. These are bi-weekly talkback shows, like our after parties, a little bit shorter, but a lot more frequently. A hundred percent. Because you know what? You gotta make sure that you're normalizing men, men going, going to, to the, the bathroom, bathroom together. In groups, and you can do that on our Patreon. And if you want to bring a little bit of that foes and fables flavor to your own table we also offer monthly releases of foes and fables homebrew materials Mm -hmm. to bring into your games whether that be items whether that be adventure hooks whether that be uh uh, npcs npcs character builds you name it baby you want foes and fables in your game you got it you got that shit so if you're interested in joining our patreon just hit the link in the description and we'll see you there bye bye Welcome to Foes and Fables, an actual play D&D podcast wherein our current campaign follows the story of four hometown heroes navigating the hidden world of magic. My name is Tanner Azanero. I'm your humble dungeon master, joined by your incredible players. David Beeman playing Hugh. David Sergis playing Roman Jessica Winters. There's the Jessica. Hey, I'm Nathan Augustine and I play Oliver Hoff. And this is Zach Stenzel playing Kirtland Cutter the Fourth, who uh, might just be making a reservation to Clinker Dagger in Spokane soon. <laughs> what 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 happens if we take Clinker Dagger to Clinker Dagger? I think the podcast stops. I think everything ends. A wormhole opens. The world <laughs> sucks in on well, itself. Well, out of that wormhole might spawn this recap. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna be the waiter and be like, "Welcome to Clinker Dagger, sir. Can I offer you a recap? Will you understand your meal?" This is the that second like French less joke. funny than what Zach said. <laughs> that was way less funny. But I'm it sorry. was much more French than Zach said. That's what was it? Oh, it really was, uh, what not. fight was it? Was the fr- I used I'm academic anguish doubling on someone down on this and joke. it didn't work. I used academic anguish on someone and it didn't work and they like learned French. It was the bulldog. No, 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 no. This campaign. No, oh, this campaign? This campaign. Sure. I can't remember. Because I remember saying was, like it, I think it was at, in 17 yeah, or 18. We, anyway, here's a recap. Last session, the party did battle against the mighty Clinker Dagger, eventually defeating the robot and separating the fishbowl from the troll-like armor. The party debated on whether to kill Clinker Dagger or leave him be, discovering that the armor that Clinker Dagger found himself in was actually a prison. 
Kirtland magically inspected the armor and saw an image of a robotic being with three spheres for a body, like a snowman, but an eye in the center of each sphere, and spindly metallic arms and wings sprouting from it. Knowing there was some risk to it, Oliver decided to keep Clinker Dagger with him at all times, thus leaving the effects of the Flames card in limbo. The party finally went to sleep at the Davenport Hotel, ready to return to Nashville in the morning and continue their duties with the Council. And that is where we are now. The summer heat welcomes you back to the city of Nashville. With the assistance of magic and a crew of helping hands, the Ryman and Lower Broadway have all recovered to a state of recognizable normalcy after the destruction from the insurrection. The crowds are not as large as they were before, but they're still there. It's a bit more even now, those who support you and those who are calling for Hiram Ellis to be freed. No enforcers guide you inside as you enter, and maybe there's a small pinch of nervousness that crawls up your back as you pass by the spectators, knowing that there is no security for you. You make your way down into the council chambers and Steele begins the session. Before Steele can speak any further, however, Robert Musos actually stands. Members of the council, uh, I would like to make a statement before we begin. I have not been a valuable member of this organization. When I first became aware of my status as an archbeing, I was overwhelmed by the idea I lacked confidence in my ability to hold this title, but I had Knox Hudson to mentor me. But in my insecurity, I allowed his experience to be the basis for all my thoughts and opinions. I didn't belong on the council, so I let all of my decisions be made for me by someone who I thought did belong. I'm regretful of my indifference and the part it played in Knox garnering such power over our chapter. I have a lot of work to do and a lot of trust to build as a member of this council, but my promise to you today is that I will be active and not let my inexperience deter me from asking questions and voicing my concerns for the greater good of our nation. Thank you, council. I clap. I start a clap. Uh, small little applause. That's on character growth. Uh, for Robert Musos, who sits, uh, kind of gives you a polite head nod. Steele addresses the council next. We all have had time to return home, talk with our chapters, and move forward in what is surely an uncomfortable new situation, thanks to the selfish actions of our former Arch Shield and the Elder Arch Faith. Steel whistles, and two regular police officers enter through the doors with Hiram Ellis in front of them. His hands are handcuffed in front of him. The two officers leave and the doors shut behind them. Hiram stands there with a very slight smirk as he kind of stares around at all of the council members. Before you, on each of our tables, are copies of evidence discovered in my investigation into Hiram Ellis's actions and involvement in the insurrection that took place one month prior. I would like to thank Roman Winters, 
along with many other members of the council, including Bo Croons and Rowanna, the archdruid of the chapter of Monarch, for assisting in this investigation. You will see that there is evidence of Hiram's hiring of the Tomato King to produce a new kind of black tomato, one whose magic is used for the purposes of spiking people's rage beyond the normal and inciting violent thoughts and actions within an individual who takes the tomato. Arcane traces of these black tomatoes were also found still circulating through almost all of the insurrectionist bodies the day of the insurrection, and there were more boxes of yet unused black tomatoes found at chapel. You'll also find a signed statement from Slacko, the Tomato King himself, corroborating this claim. There's also quotes from various written correspondence between Hiram Ellis and other lower-ranking church members who were warning Hiram of a potential wave of violence from his supporters, to which Hiram in multiple instances gives a reply equivalent to, well, let's hope that helps our cause. With all of this evidence, we find ourselves between two options. The chapter of Iris presses charges against the Archfaith for a multitude of crimes, and Hiram goes to a Grand Council trial where every member of the council is in attendance and must unanimously decide Hiram's guilt and punishment. That is the standard approach to any situation like this. But as many of you know, since stepping into Knox's place, I have made some swift and radical changes to the makeup of our council. Some of you have voiced your opinions that these drastic measures may be unwise. You may be correct but my blindness to Nox's true self has cost me my own life, along with the lives of many other victims to police brutality and nearly the lives of my close friends in the chapter of Evergreen. Many of the systems that I have gotten rid of in my first month of leadership were systems put in place by an arch shield who we now know was not there to protect us. So yes, I may be being drastic, but I would rather rip apart anything that man made for his own benefit and reintroduce it with full council approval at another time. And in the spirit of a new era for this council, I would like to put forward our second option in regards to Hiram Ellis. It is an old method of punishment that has never been used before, but was introduced by the first council. Hiram may be pardoned for his crimes at the cost of his magic. I have spoken with the leaders in the Oath of the Dragon Heat, and they agreed that if this council feels it necessary, they will assist us in a ritual usage of Prince the Dragon's power to consume magic, to take away from Hiram the only thing that makes this pathetic man a threat. I will give you some moments to think on this. It's not the it's, only it's thing. It's not the only thing. He has numbers. He has followers. He's got the he's got the charisma. Like at this point, like at this it, point, he's yeah. just a leader with a voice. And and even without magic, there are people who that will still will, believe that he's that magic. Will do what he wants to do. Also, who knows if he 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 might have another sleeve up, like another card up his sleeve to get magic. I, if he's a warlock, and those are rare and weird. Who knows where he gets his magic from if that can be taken? Yeah, I don't know if 
Um, if I don't think stripping Hiram of his magic ability is actually enough to end like his tyranny. And, and, and the thing is, is like, it's just like he didn't really do any of the stuff that we had to deal with prior. It was all his gremlins doing mm-hmm. all of his bidding. Like, it doesn't matter if he had magic or not. I'm trying to remember, Tanner, did we find evidence that, like, Hiram was directly involved with the insurrection, or did that just kind of happen by him pissing people off? It is is his direct involvement. The closest thing you have is the fact that he was feeding the black tomatoes into the congregation. And if you can get people to bomb a building without (laughs) using magic outside of drugs, that's still terrifying. And you can still drug people exactly wow, yeah. magic that's that's what i'm saying i think they're going to use that as yeah you know, I mean, they're going to use whatever decision we make as like making a martyr of him but like so you know yeah. he's going to use this as they removed my powers uh blah 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 i <laughs> i i believed so hard and they took that away from me so let's put him in prison where we can't talk i mean it, it's going to be really hard but he can get broken out of prison but also whatever like whatever the punishment comes up to we steel set has to be a unanimous vote the big crazy. thing with the Grand Council is that every single arch being would have to agree on what is going to happen to Hiram. In Can this I and what site to see maybe it doesn't have to be every single other person, but is there maybe like a vibe at the table for Go ahead and roll feel insight. A, you know, like a certain way maybe. And Can I, I want to know do that. Sure. I want to know what happens if it's not a unanimous. Do we keep voting until there is a unanimous or does he just get to like walk free if we don't vote? Altogether. I'll answer that in a second. 16. 11. With a 16, you get the sense that the overall vibe of the rest of the council is kind of leaning towards Steele's second suggestion, actually. Really? With that, that makes sense. I'm going to say um, maybe some brief conversations across the aisle. Um, you might have it explained to you that... A grand council trial is more akin to a normal jury trial where the peers that Hiram is being judged by are the other arch beings, hence mm-hmm. why it is a grand council trial. So I will say with that, you would be able to infer how complicated something of that nature would be with however many 20 something voices all trying to decide something. Yeah. And I mean, if we go the route of his magic's taken away, a lot of the stuff he's been preaching and a lot of the things that his followers believe are like non-magical people deserve this. Even sightseers, people who aren't magic, but see it like he would then be that class of citizen as they would probably allocate it. And so I'm sure there will be some people that are like, well, now he's the very thing that we all say we hate. I don't know. I, I think it's more likely he'd be a martyr. Cause yeah. Because they, they, they know, like, Hiram was magic, and right. now he's not. But it's if, unnatural. But if, but if we're playing this numbers <laughs> game, and we need a unanimous decision, and basically if we don't get that, he walks free? Sounds like we need that information. I'll say with your insights, it does seem like that is Steele's thought of sure. He'll walk free, technically. But the his his thought is the main thing that got him to the position that he is in of of his magic is taken away. 
no, 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 sorry. Uh, the first option, if it is not unanimous, does he walk free with no consequences? It could be that could be possible, yeah, because it's what? more akin to a normal jury trial. Guilty, Where, guilty. Yes, guilty. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's either one or the other. It's very black and white. In There's that way. If any and reasonable it doesn't doubt. Doesn't need to be unanimous if if it's the pardon option. You get the sense that you guys might be about to vote on it right now. As um, a we have a better council. chance of, of the taking away magic and taking <sighs> magic away. Kirtland is. That's better than letting him walk free. Yes, I guess. but also, I mean, is there a way to? pull the rest of the chapter members before like a kind of an unofficial can we take a brief i don't know fucking call it a five hour recess and i will go teleport to all these other places and ask them a jury gets the opportunity to like discuss them um, discuss this amongst themselves yes 100 percent. so we have a chance to maybe it is every single member though if there's a single member who is like, yeah, he can, he's good, and or even just thinks it's not worth it to do whatever, like, then we're, it's null and void. I don't know if you guys have seen 12 Angry Men, but they eventually all turn around, so. I do want to pose to steal if I'd have the ability to go literally teleport to the other chapters and get their polling on, um, you know, a way that they would vote or what they think about stripping them of magic powers. Um, I mean... If they are available to talk, but I'm, I'll do my best. Yeah, if you give me like, thirty minutes, you would like to attempt to roll me a luck check. Thirty minutes is not a lot. No, it's not. But I'm teleporting. <laughs> I mean, like if we're all, I mean, I group. only need to hit a couple of chapters. I like, know. I, it's I, only I, four other chapters I need to hit. I if, know. But if all then, four of us are in agreement, we could split up. Granny Kurtz and Methanol. Not like seven-ish minutes. Hurts. Like, it is just a luck check. Yeah. Hurts like really fast. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> use a portent roll and but I get a I'm 19. Really fast. Wow. Nice. Okay. Thirty minutes is not a lot of time. That's fine. That's all I asked. That's all I thought I could le- like logistically get with a nineteen. <sighs> which council do you want to have the most audience with? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the chapter of chapter so of truthfully know the least. Okay. I'm gonna say you uh, just have an audience with Aisha Burroughs Okay. Who is the arch culture yep. of the chapter of Garnet? What do you say to her? Um. I kind of just be like. This is what the, I'm sure you know what's going on, but council is voting to either have a grand council um, or vote now to strip them of magic powers. I need to know what your district would vote either in the grand council or thoughts on stripping them of powers because there are implications either way. Hmm. Well, we would have to look at the evidence very thoroughly. I briefly described the evidence that we've been given. It's it's still hard to know how I would vote in a court of law. <sighs> I mean, I lean I lean towards towards Hiram being held responsible in some manner. Um, I can't say the same at least for Atlas. <sighs> 
it is too messy to be certain from at this point in time. Okay. That's all I needed to hear. Thank you. Do I get anyone else on any other chapters? I don't think you get. Okay. I, I, yeah, I think That's 30 fine. minutes. Um, I mean, I, I relay that and I, I tell them if the only person I could find isn't certain, I, I think we need to take the second option where we can at least do something. I don't like it. I really don't love it. But if if yeah. there is something we can do, I the other one just seems so risky. I I don't want to live in a world where he can do the exact same thing again, and this is at least limiting those chances. If we go with the second one, can I? Is this like a general council meeting? I'll say, yeah, if you want to open up the conversation across the aisle, yeah. I posit the question to everyone of just, so we've seen a lot happening. And some of you know of the things I have seen because of the dungeon card. The question to I have all of you, if someone loses their magic, what other... There are other forces of magic. Erratuses came from a comet in the sky. The dragons are a force of magic. There are warlocks who have other gods and things that gave them power. We have geodes. Can Hiram get it back? How does this stripping work? Um, I'm going to say Rowanna actually answers. Um, from my understanding, and I think the Oath of Dragon Heat would be able to describe better than I could, but from my understanding... Dragons are unique in the sense that they both create a source of magic and are beings of magic, so their power can be used to destroy it as well. I think that Hiram would be stripped of his innate sense of magic, whatever it is the connection to whatever source there is something similar within each of us magic beings that is biologically different than those without it From my understanding that biological difference in Hiram would be silenced I don't know if the source of magic matters but that's not something I would say for certain and has anyone ever seen this happen before Steel says this has never been done before. Two things. I want to make some sort of either arcana or history with my book to learn about like dragons and their ability to take away powers. Okay. And second, I would like to know if anyone in the council can cast a ninth level modify memory spell. Interesting. And I'll tell you why. Roll your, roll your, okay. roll it. <laughs> Uh, is it history or arcana? Whichever's better. Great. Dirty 20. Uh, that is a history check. With what you can find out without being a, like, directly studying magic or anything, or dragons or anything, or talking with the Oath of the Dragon Heat, you kind of reaffirm yeah. what Rowanna has said, uh, that it seems like it's more the magic, ability. the receiver in Hiram is, mm -hmm. is busted. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. That makes me feel a little bit better. In that, the reason yeah. I want to know about Modify Memory, Kurt's learning about this spell, it is a fifth level spell that would be up to a minute, 
as you cast it at higher levels, you can alter the event of an uh, alter the memories of an event that took place um, any time in the creature's past at a ninth level. And so my hope is that they would, whoever can cast it, would be able to modify the memory of Hiram, even knowing what magic is or being able to interact with magic so that he would forget after his power. Would you like to posit that as an official addendum to this vote? If we're going to take away his magic, what if we took away his memory? I would like to posit it in a I'm new and don't understand all the rules of magic. And so I want to know if this would like violate the Geneva Convention of Magic or something. (laughs) Like I don't want to commit a war crime. I'm going to roll something really quick. And the boys and the campaign with a war crime. <laughs> God. There's nothing in council bylaws or anything of that nature that speaks on this. I, I posit it to the, the group then. I This is Aratus speaking. Yep. I fully support Hiram being made unaware of the magic world. It may be immoral... And it may be a rash decision like Steel has made of, of late, but... But it is something that could be restored. As I'm like flipping through the pages of my book, um, and my book is just like flying because mm-hmm. it trusts me again. Um, and I read about how a remove curse or greater restoration spell would restore the creatures to memories. You get a general sense that the whole council is down to try this. And if there's like public outcry or a later council wow. undoes this... Who can cast it? Um, I'm going to say Aratus starts working on a spell scroll. Great sense. Could someone who we don't favor bring back his memory? If they know that he's under this spell and know how to break it, but it is a ninth level spell, um, and it would need to remove curse or greater restoration. Hiram's still just totally silent in this room, by oh, the way. Oh, he's heard all yep. of this? Mm-hmm. 100%. I was going to say, he's brought in. I should, have said, I should have specified I was having this conversation quietly. Can Damn I roll it. insight on Hiram? Yeah, go ahead. Just because I have these die. Yep. And I also do yep, that. 100%. I should have cast like silence on him or something. <laughs> so you couldn't hear. I'll say any private conversations are probably being had in front of right. you. More general uh, conversations. Wait, how many people had. are in the room? Telepathic bond? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I wouldn't want Hiram to hear the knowledge at I, any yes, point yes. that those are the ways to break yep, the spell. Yep, 100%. Cool. I'll cool. say that was private from him. Great. What are your rolls? 24. Inside. Wow. No, I haven't. Three. Okay. <laughs> 24 insight. Um, Hiram is uh, sitting with a silent confidence and just purposefully choosing not to say anything. It's been pretty How loud is his silence? <laughs> Deafening. <laughs> I can't hear! Pretty um, pompous dude ever since he got arrested. All right. Well, I'm going to posit the vote of... <sighs> I'm going to posit it as for or against option number two of removing Hiram's memories along with his magic. Um, let's do a fucking vote. Do you guys want to start it off? Sure. Are we all on the same page? All right. That's what I'm checking for option two. Because it sounds like option one won't happen. All right. I think so. The chapter of Evergreen votes for option two. The entire council unanimously votes for Option number two. Hiram will have his magic stripped from him and his memories of the magic world taken from him. We just getting this over with now? 
while um, because we don't know who we can trust to protect I, I vote that we as a council all go together I was going to ask who would like to accompany me tonight. yes okay sorry these two cops they're gone they left a while ago okay yep. so it's just Hiram is just hard to be and you guys stand in there yep. no dogs either just nope him Yep. Can I just roll a perception like a check? Is there like something it's hiding? It's a small room. No one's hiding in here. I mean, there's nothing with your passive. Visible? Nope. No. Okay. Okay. I've been hurt before. <laughs> I assume uh, my little spider on the goldfish jar is still just uh, seeing nothing. Yep. There is an ancient, or I don't know, there's a demon in my fanny pack. Cool. I feel, uh, like Lem- also I, feel, I feel like Lamentary. He's got like a stick, and he's like say. prance. He's like, like oh, walking back, back in my. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really didn't want him to disrupt the council meeting, <laughs> so he's he's uh, down uh, there. Uh, I love this new ball. <laughs> <laughs> he is outside the room. Is Clinker Dagger saying anything to Lamentary? Nope. I would also like to say that the inside of the fanny pack is kind of like. Pixar's soul, where it's just like an endless amount of file cabinets, rab, just like rab. extending forever. Um, brought to you by movies. Does Elementary yeah. find the gun? The gun's in a very no. He's got file. a toy gun that he's using and he's protecting. Playing Steel, Steel says, "All right." Um, while the rest of our council session for this year um, will not extend. I believe the next week or so um, I believe this is of the utmost importance so I'm going to call for a uh, recess to take care of this Hiram business uh, Aratus hands Steel the scroll um, and Steel says uh, anyone that would like to accompany me to escort Hiram Ellis to the Oath of Dragon Heat I stand in uh, I'd like to uh, pause it up and be like, I'd like to offer to drive us there um, in Steel 2. Uh, we will. Uh, I have a, a heavily guarded vehicle. Okay. I think that is fair. Your your officers that you would have escort us can escort us in that, but I feel safest in that bus because that bus is there to look out for our well being. Um, everyone kind of looks around in agreement. Mm. Um, and Steel kind of smiles. Um, you guys have seen Steel very serious as yeah. of late, um, stepping into a bigger role. It's got to be. Um, uh, Rowanna and Bo kind of stand up and they go and just say that they will join in this also. Great. Great. Uh, okay. There's a brief moment of recess. Um, Someone's playing kickball. Kurt. <laughs> Four square. You feel your phone vibrate. Oh. Um, and you get a text from Verge. Ah. Uh, and it just says, hey, Kurt. Uh, was wondering if you could come take a look at your spell book. I don't think it's urgent, but um, I'm honestly not sure. Um, we're leaving right now to go do this hiring thing. Kind of. People okay. are kind of yeah, getting yeah, packed fine. up. Um, yeah, I'll tell him, got some business to take care of. Can be there in a few hours? Question mark. Uh, he replies, I hope that should be okay. Um, if you can I call him I call him right now hey what's what's going on hey um if it's dangerous put it away I might I might need your assistance in in kind of taming whatever it is um I would like to talk to a radis um Aratus, I'm going to say as you are having this conversation, uh, simultaneously as you are having this conversation on the phone with Verge, Aratus actually walks over to uh, Roman um, and 
says, um, Roman, Hiram just cast message on me again and again. Yeah. All he would tell me was an address. I tried asking him what he was trying to tell me. He wouldn't respond. Does Aratus know the address? Uh, that's, yeah, uh, that's what I asked. Yeah, he gives you the address. It's just some suburban He's, address in okay, a neighborhood. It's not Virgil's small address. Neighborhood. No. We're all in a group. So I, like, I'm, I'm going to say these conversations yeah. are private I, until someone sure. wants to open these I up. I pull out my phone and I look up the address to see like what it is I want to get as like summary of where this is. And does Sub- it look like the house in the fucking dream? Uh, suburban neighborhood. Um, if you're looking on like a smartphone, go ahead and roll me history with disadvantage. Um, I'll also look it up. Um, are you joining this? Co- this conversation is private until Roman opens No, this Roman is a private conversation, okay, as private. I know. Oliver and I are That's chilling. a 23. Do you roll with disadvantage? Oh, with disadvantage. Sorry. Uh, that's an 18. Um, an 18. Um, you are looking at an overhead view of a neighborhood. But I think that you have gone over what you have seen in your head so many times that it does seem familiar to you. Um, Aratus, I I think this is the house the boy grew up in that I, from the dreams. I'm not sure. I can't be certain, but what do, what do we do? Uh, I mean, I try to get the boys and steals attention um and i I can try to get everyone's yeah i I am also trying to get everyone's attention being like hey guys there's a lot going on right now i know we're about to go do this verge is telling me there's something wrong um over at his place and he's not sure how long it's gonna last hiram gave erratus an address and i believe it is the address of a boy who is convened to the necroverse who i believe to be hiram at a neighborhood house Steel, oh. Steel kind of looks at you all and says, okay. And the timing is too perfect. That's something that I was actually mm-hmm. going to say. Um, I know that I have a history of overreacting about us splitting up. The timing is way too convenient. This is not like, th- clearly this is something that something's going on. Yeah. Steel. So this, I, I don't, I don't like the way that this is looking right now. Our, Excuse me. Are all the arch beings still here? Yeah. I'm flagging all of them down being like, guys, something, something's off about this. Uh, still kind of looks at Hiram. Still silent. That's, yeah. Um, Does anyone have a spell to make him talk? I cast Gaius. Um, uh, what's the saving throw? It's a charisma 16. Or, excuse me, I'm sorry. It's a wisdom 16. Natural 20. Uh, he gets in that one. I use my <gasps> other quartet roll. He's going to use a legendary resistance. Is he able We're to not do even all this combat. while, yep. like, he is yes. not He's magically still fully bound? Magic. Yep. Okay. Then can I use another portent roll? Uh, what do you want it to be? Uh, no, because he, he chose to succeed. Also, legendary resistances is Can I cast it again? Can keep doing it. Uh, if you want to try and cast again, sure. You have another portent roll, don't you? I only got one left. He, he's still. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say. I mean, I, I think at this point we say he is actively putting up fights against. Like he's able to cast magic. What right do now. what do what 
He's casting magic right now. What do we What do we want to do? Do we need to Do we need to go take care of the? I I do not feel comfortable with him having magic powers as uh, for. No, so here, he's just he just gave Roman an address. There's nothing urgent there. That's bait. There's nothing happening. We don't know if if he's like unless uh, the book and the house are connected. But that's conjecture. Do how long is it going to take us to get to the dragon? I start putting in GPS to figure out um, the distance. I'm gonna say like like with uh, uh, I'm gonna say with you guys being as important as you are, maybe 15, 20 okay. minutes. Go with I, that vibe. Don't we have teleports? I, I, I text Verge and I say, I can, uh, uh, keep me updated as much as you can on your safety. We will be there as soon as we can. Can Verge okay. meet us at the dragon with the book? I don't like that. No. Okay. Um. <laughs> what if you? copied yourself with that spell and one went with us two rounds oh yeah so you're right. nope. eight uh sorry 12, 12 seconds. seconds yeah never mind <laughs> what is the plan i think the plan is to we have to stick together go to hire go take hiram strip him of magic powers is there any member of the council willing to go to those other places because um, not all of them are coming with us. Uh, Arata says, "I will. I will go to the home. I will go to the address. He gave it to me for a reason." Okay. okay. Is anyone? I would like to someone to accompany me. Yes, please. Um, Roanna and uh, Bo still say that yep. they're going to go with healing um, us. Yes. Okay. What um, is Atlas doing? Atlas is silent and not participating in the conversation. Uh, Can I ask him why he's being this? Like, just Atlas, what? What are your plans right now? What are you doing? Just because we know what everyone here is doing except for you. And Creech. I'd like and to Creech. see what happens. Uh, uh, Creech stands forward and asks uh, who he can help. Do we want Creech and Erratus to go together? I don't hate that idea. I don't hate that idea either. If I need to get to Verge quick, I'll get to Verge quick. But I, I think if we can take 15 minutes to go get him so do we have no to one where going he to needs Verge? to be, we have no one going to Verge. Okay, right now. I am going to conjure uh, an animal. Um, and cast scrying on several of us. Um, it only lasts ten minutes. If you would like, from when you activate it, yes. you can cast it, but then activate oh, okay, it. got it. Yes, got that's it. my understanding of scrying. Okay, yes. I will allow that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna conjure an animal, um, uh, a falcon, because it's like the fastest bird. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I conjure a falcon, and yes, uh, exactly. They can just dive. Yeah, one hundred percent. I also want to cast uh, telepathic bond, um, at least with Aratus and Creech. Um, so okay, so let me just make sure I'm on the level. Is anyone go? So Aratus and Creech are going to the address given by Hiram. Yes. One quick question: Was the message from Hiram to Aratus? Here's the address. Tell me. Tell it's, Roman. It was just, was just, the, just, address. Was just the address. I, Who I, is going to verge? Is it the bird that the you bird cast that I'm casting scrying on? Okay. Um, how? What is the range of that spell? Oh, oh that's a good. Yeah. Probably not a. Everybody, high, roll me insight. Probably not over range of sixty mile. feet. Never. No, that's <laughs> yeah. not going to work. Seventeen. Fourteen. Um, 26. 
with a 26. Thank God. I'm going to answer this slightly more as a game master than a storyteller. Okay. There are a lot of very lofty things happening right now. The risk of one of these situations possibly going wrong, even one of them might be very great. I I need to go to Verge. This is my fault. He has the book. I I need to go there. You guys take Hiram. I I don't know about one of us going alone. I I think uh, uh, Creech Creech stands forward and says, I can go with Kurt. I also will posit one last idea. Subvert the manipulation. The expectation, if this is all put in place by one person, is that I would probably go to the house because that's what I'm connected to, quote unquote. That would be the assumption of decision tree. The assumption of decision tree with the book would be that Kurt goes to the book. Maybe if we subvert those ideas, that puts some advantage in our court. I think there's something to that. I think that's a good idea. What if one of us who they're not expecting went to Verge. That's not a terrible idea. I'm kinda, I think that's a good idea. I'm kind of with it. it I, I fear that like the best person might not be present to tackle a specific situation, but at the same time, maybe that's what they're expecting. I mean, so Oliver, you probably are the most Kurt adjacent in terms of ability, so you and I could go to the Verge in the book and the rest could go to the house while the Some chapter people- of Iris handles stripping... Hiram of his magic. Yeah, what's Armada doing? Um, I'm going to say Robert kind of uh, stays silent, but in a more clear way of feeling like he is unhelpful. Okay. Um, what? Can we convince him that he's helpful? Uh, you can try. Okay, uh, give yeah. me an insight check. Say it like what? Twelve. Yeah. You get the sense that this guy is not a trained arch being. He is a football yeah. player with arch being magic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. That's something like another body if, around. If we're I, trying to subvert expectations, which again, I still hate, but I see where you guys are coming from. If Oliver and Roman go to Verge, if Hugh and Aratus go to the house with Creech, and then me. Roanna, Bo, Steel, go to the dragon. And that leaves... Um, Robert, you can speak up if you think you have an ability to help with any of this, but your raw strength alone is going to be help. Any of these places. I can, I, I can, I can accompany, accompany my chapter to help with Hiram. Great. Roanna, do you mind going with Hugh then? Yeah, of course. Uratus, of course. And right. if you want Creech with you, or if you guys want Creech, which Creech with you, I think, I think if, we're, with all if we're trying to, if we're trying to subvert, subvert these expectations, yeah. then we need to really switch it up. Um, okay. Roman, I really when hope you, this plan when you works. looked up the house, you said it was in a suburban neighborhood. Yeah, how far was the house? What neighborhood? Aratus Maybe like ten there. minutes out. Aratus, Aratus can, can get you there. You Aratus there. can get you there like right now. I was gonna right, say, I was going to well, say Aratus can. Are, were jump. there any? trees around in this neighborhood by yeah it's a chance? suburban yeah. neighborhood Great. there absolutely okay. would be oliver i'm casting scrying on you i'll be able to see what you see if anything goes wrong i'll be there in an instant okay. 
I use my telepathic bond to link us all so we can, yeah. as long as we're on this plane of, plane of existence. So is Lamentry staying with Oliver? Lamentry staying with Oliver. Okay. I'm, if I need to be where he is, I'm going to transport via plants and be. I'm going to appear in your bag in, in an instant. Okay. All right, you so, better tell me. Yeah, I will. Just to be <laughs> just to be super clear to me, who is going with is is anyone going with the crew with Hiram? I am going with the crew with Hiram. You are going with the crew with Hiram. Who is going to verge? Oliver, Roman, and Creech. Yes. And then you and Rowanna and yes. who else and Aratus are going to the home. Before we split up, just the four of us. Everyone huddle up. Your family is the family you choose. 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 All right, guys, let's let's stay safe. <sighs> just just keep this mind link open. Keep talking with each other. If anyone sees anything, we'll we'll game plan it out. Are we ready? As ready let's as we'll it. ever be. Okay. Secret handshake. <laughs> you guys all go your separate ways. God, I fucking hate this. This is terrifying. We are going to start with Kurt, Bo, Robert the Armada, and Steel. Are you still taking Steel 2? Yes. Okay. You take Steel 2. I'm going to say you get a police escort, and you guys are just flying through the streets um, heading toward... Prince's Hot Chicken and the Oath of the Dragon Heat layer, essentially. Upon arriving, the closer you get to Prince's, just around the corner, the more crowds of people you see kind of hurriedly running away from the restaurant. Some are full-on panicking uh, and sprinting. Uh, your van gets as close as it can, or sorry, your bus gets as close as it can, and kind of seeing the crowds of people start running, Steel jumps out and starts kind of running around the corner toward the restaurant. Uh, all, uh, everyone in the bus kind of starts running around the corner. Um, do you join? Yes. You round the corner and you see surrounding Prince's Hot Chicken a small army made up entirely of bipedal cows wielding pitchforks with some of these cows manning enormous catapults loaded with giant milk barrels. Bro, what? Hiram's in with the dairy industry? The cows are Big milk? (laughs) God damn it, Zach. (laughs) Big dairy out to get us. I like big milk better. Yeah, big milk is milk. Um, The cows are all mooing in unison, and they seem to be facing the restaurant whose rooftop is filled with knights of the Oath of the Dragon Heat. They wield swords alight with flame and stand atop the restaurant. Um, uh, Kind of in the front of them, you see the humanoid chicken that you saw session one. Uh, standing with the Oath of the Dragon Heat Knights. Um, At this moment, it seems to be kind of a standoff between the two sides, and there doesn't seem to be a direct path into the Oath stronghold without going through a small cow army. I'm going to say it's like a couple hundred cows. 
Um, but by small, I mean like not like thousands of them, but there's like maybe like three to four hundred cows here. Okay, let me Google how many cows can a bus hit and still be. Okay. I'm gonna say Steel also has Hiram like by the Great. back of his shirt. How many what? You're how many cows can a bus hit? <laughs> I'm trying to Tokyo drift through I don't a lot think of these cows. They're like standing. First off, one it's cow realistically would stop a bus. This is it true. Would. This is true. 100% yeah. would. One cow. Yeah, 100%. It depends. No, no. We're going to... No, and also you do I not have... I grew up on a farm. You do not have... I ride a bus every week. You do not have... Would stop us. ...the length to get up to speed to, I think, do I what you wanted to back do. back up. You are going around a corner, and there's, Depending like, people the running through the streets and stuff. If the, Are they all uttered cows? They're all... It seems to be a mix. <laughs> I can tell you they're, what they are. They're holding Utterly terrifying. <laughs> yes, very good. We got beef. Episode 21, still got it. Arby's out here. We got the meats, bro. <laughs> Are you taking any particular action? <laughs> so the fight has not started. It, it seems like a standoff, a standoff. And they're just <laughs> like just so many cows. <laughs> and the, and <laughs> I assume you're telling it's all so of us this. Yeah, I, I'm trying to describe as calmly so as possible. I guess I, I guess I'd be... <laughs> Can you imagine 400 cows moving at you, dude? That'd be horrible. You'd go deaf. You'd probably go deaf. so loud. Oh, my God. Um, Um, It seems like they are moments from war. Okay, I take a a quick picture, send it to everyone, and also be like, guys, we got issues down here. Um, If you would like, I will... Have us pause here with you Would for a moment. Would absolutely love that. Got it. We're going to pause with you for a moment. What the fuck? <laughs> Why are they going to choose today? <laughs> <laughs> of everything I was ready for. I wasn't ready for yeah. that. Tanner, I can truly say you've surprised me mm-hmm. the most. You And I almost cried over I thought it was going to be Prince the actual fucking dragon doing things. I was so confused. Yeah. I'm like, why are there so many people at Prince's? Like, yes, it's a wonderful restaurant. And you should go there and it should always have a big line. But like, that's ridiculous. Moo, bitch. <laughs> we cut over to a suburban neighborhood where Aratus, Roanna, and Hugh all arrive and you see no one's around. It's very pretty in this little neighborhood here. The houses are kind of well-spaced apart. It's picturesque suburbia. Save for one black stain amidst the uniform homes. Before you, the address that Hiram gave to you. There's no house. Only some charred bits of flooring and the rubble of some foundation left in its place. The ghost of a home that used to be there. The damage seems old, like it's been sitting unbothered for some time. What do you do? Fam, this is Hugh. Um, I'm at the address and uh, there's nothing here. It's effectively a hole in the ground. Over. We got range on these? Are you doing that in our mind link? Yeah, I'm doing that in the mind link. 
these are kind of happening simultaneously. Yeah. All these, all these moments. Ah! Okay, Ooh. Kurt. Yep, I, I Kurt's hear you. probably indisposed. For the moment, I'll say. Uh, also, Kurt, make sure you say over when you're done talking. <laughs> ah! Over. Thanks. Over. Uh, I will say um, Oliver and Roman can maybe have like a response or two. Is it uh, like a new looking hole or is this like established? Um, I don't know. It's kind of just like a, a spot in this neighborhood over. But does the excavated dirt seem new? It's not excavated dirt. It's literally like the floor yeah. of like a, oh. like a twister took the house yep. away. Yep. It's like a burned foundation. Of yep. Okay, cool, cool. Yep. Never mind. I was misunderstanding. Is it kind of like the sinkhole from Poltergeist? Um, I haven't seen that movie. Um, this oh, podcast this is wow. brought to you by movies. I know. Tanner I'm sorry. Hasn't seen. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Can you look for like a hole under the foundation? Do you want to investigate the foundation? I would like to just investigate in general kind of what's around. Rowan is going to give you a help action. Go ahead and Great. roll investigation. Um, that is a 10. I think you're mostly spending your time on this address in particular. You get the sense that this damage is very old. It's strange to you that no one has rebuilt over it. Um, it seems that old. I'm going to wild shape into a badger and start digging into the hole. Okay. Um, uh, you reach concrete. Can I roll another investigation check since I'm underground? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, roll an investigation check. It's a five. It seems like nothing is super left of this home except for like the structure and foundation of it. Like that's it. Okay. It, I, it, it feeling like it got picked up by a tornado is exactly correct. Okay. I burrow back up and just stick my head. Except out sorry. It, you do get the sense that it was burned to the ground. Sure. There's like ash. In yes. Like that. Um, Cool. I, I, I dig back up, stick just my head out of the dirt and go, uh, there's a, there's nothing really there. Uh, it, 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 there's a lot of ash. It definitely got burnt to the ground. I'm going to have, I'm going to either let you roll a perception check. Um, actually, yes, go ahead and roll a perception check with advantage. Aratus is going to give you help action this time. Uh, 23. They both, your two companions, are kind of looking around, um, investigating too. And as you kind of stick your head up and, and look kind of outward toward them from where you dug into the ground, you see the house across the street. You just notice like movement as you see like the neighbor like looking at you, like like basically being a nosy neighbor and yeah. like looking through their blinds. You just watch the blinds close. Um, as they, as you kind of catch them in the moment where they're like looking out and then they let the blinds close. Okay. I have never wanted to be somewhere else because I have a perfect spell for something and I'm so mad. Um, okay, I kind of climb like all the way out of the dirt and look at, um, Aratus. Um, 
what what do you make of all of this? <clears throat> Sorry. I shift back into Hugh. <clears throat> um, what do you make of all of this? I'm not sure. I don't know why Hiram would give me this address if there's nothing left here. Well, I'm a little worried about looking suspicious. Uh, the neighbor across the street was was peeking at us, and you know, I don't, I don't really want to, you know, cause any problems here. I don't think my concern is with any neighbors or anything. We're conducting council business. You think we could ask around? I think I was about to say that might be a decent chance at finding some information at the very least. Maybe a nosy neighbor is sometimes helpful in these scenarios. I will go over to the house with the nosy neighbor. You knock on the home across the street store. You wait for a few brief moments. You kind of hear the door like slowly unlock. The main door opens and the screen door stays shut. You kind of look through the thin veneer and you see an old woman uh, with like loose, she's old, this woman. (laughs) She has like loose, wrinkled skin. Um, She's very thin, looks very weak. She the one with all the cats Um, in in, uh, (laughs) Doorbusters? Um, No, no, (laughs) she's a little older than that. Oh my! Um, She sits in a wheelchair from what you can see um, through the screen door. Um, her face is kind of dotted with like spots and untrimmed hairs. She just says, can I help you? Yes. Hello. Um, I couldn't help but notice the, the spot across the street. Uh, it looks like a house burned down. Um, I was supposed to meet someone at that address. It looks like the house isn't there. I was wondering what happened to it. That house burned down maybe 25 years ago or so. Okay. Um, and what's your name? My name is Eve. Eve, it's nice to meet you. Um, I'm you. Um, nice to meet you. I, uh, I guess, I guess I, uh, got... I guess I got pranked or something. Um, uh, thank uh, you. I don't. I don't know who it, we. We used to know the family that lived there, but the terrible tragedy that happened to them. That the house burned down with them in it. I. I think my husband would know. He's in. He's somewhere. He. If you like, I can get my husband if you'd like. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll wait out here if, if you want to get him. Okay. I'll be back. Okay. The door shuts. Relay all this to the squad. Um, are you doing anything while you wait? Uh, talking to Rowanna and Aratus. Okay. Um, guys, um, yeah, so house burned down, terrible tragedy. Uh, she said she she knew the family. Says her husband knows more. She's going to get him. Um, okay. I, I don't know what else to make of this. I don't I don't understand. I mean, we all know about Roman's dreams. Like he thinks that that's the house where those dreams took place. The house burned down. It, that it could all be connected somehow. Okay. Um, but what I don't what I don't understand is, is why we were sent here to discover this. Um, Aratus kind of looks around and just says, I don't know either. I'm kind of watching our backs for the most part, just to make sure that this isn't some sort of 
I don't know what Hiram could be planning or doing. Can I roll a perception check on um, this house that we're standing Eve's in? House? Yeah, yeah. Eve's house? Yeah, Eve's house. Go ahead. Uh, that's a nat 20. Nice. This is the most unkempt house on the street. This house is not well taken care of. It is poor, like just poorly maintenanced. Um, it, it has that like old person who can't take care of anything yep. feel. Um, and you, you with a nat, God, with a nat 20. you get a just weird feeling. I tell Rowanna, Aratus, and the whole squad, um, put my guard up, and I mean, I I shouldn't need to say anything more at this point after everything mm-hmm. than to Rowanna and Aratus, I don't feel good. This doesn't feel safe. Uh, this is something's something's not right here. We need to put our guard up right now. I don't know if it's Eve or this house or something, but um, the 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 gauge is starting to get warmer. We're we're stepping onto something right now. We need to be aware of it. The door opens up to Eve's house, and she just says, "My husband is down in our basement right now. He'll be back. I can't go to him, but if you'd like to come inside and wait." You're more than welcome. We're going to pause with you for a moment, Hugh. Kurt. I I do want to, because we have the ability to communicate telepathically, and I did specify Aratus as one of those people. As a magic user, I do want to ask if he does have the ritual spell Ashen Memories and could cast it. Um... Let me look something up Let me... I'll roll a luck check if you need, but like... I have so many ideas, but I don't want to meta... I mean, I think yeah, I'm I'm trying to fight the meta, but yeah. it'd be like I'm trying to see if he has the he has the ability oh, to no, cast that, it. Oh no, that I'm not talking about I'm because sorry. specifically he mentions the ash. <clears throat> While we're talking meta, no shot Hugh would go in there and do that. It's a terrible idea. But as a player, I'm like, oh, uh, okay. he does not. Hugh, we've discussed you going into alleyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Um, <laughs> Throwback. Are you taking any actions here in this moment, Hugh? I'm I'm gonna let you jump to someone else. We are going to go to Roman, Oliver, Creech. Um, how are you? Go ahead. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. No, but, you're good. Uh, the language of scrying, uh, as I remembered and just read it, I can cast it on one particular person. Yes. Since I can teleport via plants, it, I cast it on Oliver. Okay. So everything he he sees and hears, I I also see. Okay. So you have to choose to activate when scrying happens. I activated though. it when we spoke. Okay, you only get 10 minutes, though. Okay. Oh, okay. Then I activated it when we got to our destinations. Gotcha. Um, Oliver told you when to activate it. Who's, appro- who's approaching? What's 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 the scene here? You guys arrive at Verge's place. I mean, I, I, with just, Creech. I would just walk yeah, in. Yeah, I feel like we would just all three walk up, yeah. knock, open the door, go, Verge, it's Roman and Oliver and 
Creech, I think you kind of try the door and it opens itself. Um, okay. uh, Creech kind of looms, tries to fit himself in the doorway and kind of just looms in the doorway. It's like one eye. Yeah, it's just, just his whole eye is like in the doorway behind you as you guys enter. Um, Verge is sitting in the living room, uh, seemingly like casting some kind of spells or something on, on Kurt's book. And, and Verge says, come in, come in, come in. Uh, where's Kurt? Uh, not, we have a lot of things to deal with right now. Not with us. Okay. Do you feel confident that you might be able to help me here? <sighs> yes. Maybe. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Uh, uh, Oliver, uh, uh, Roman, uh, I cannot contain the, what kind of magic is going on? Uh, Romy Arcana. I'll do the same. That's a nat 20. I didn't get that, so. <laughs> What'd you get? I got a 15. You, sir, may have just rolled the most important nat 20 in this campaign. More so, than, more so yeah. than my surviving getting murdered? <laughs> Maybe. Fuck. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to let this, plain, this scene play out for a second, and then I will answer your nat 20. I can hope so. Verge um, just says, "I I, I need I need I need I, I need powers beyond my own. Just put uh, uh, place place your hands on the tome, please. I, I I'm I'm overwhelmed. I slide my hands on my thumb. Absolutely, Roman, with a natural twenty, searching for what kind of magic is going on." You are trying to find something to protect yourself from within the book. You are just mentally prep preparing yourself. You're going through just your reflexes against magic. And the second that your hand touches the book, you are confused because there is no threat. Roll initiative. Me too, or yes, all oh, of you, okay. Every, everyone, uh, everyone at Verge's house. Gotcha. <sighs> Kurt. Yeah. I need I need you to look at look at this right here, just so no one can say otherwise. And that's creatures, right? No. It's the book. Probably got like a nat twenty or something. <sighs> what did you roll? Three. What is 18. Your roll? Kurt. Yeah. Zach. Yeah. Please tell me what Verge rolled on his initiative. Natural 20. How many hit points do you have? What a fucking little bitch. 130. How many hit points do you have? 143. You both feel... A sensation take over you. Your adrenaline kicks up. And each of your breathing becomes difficult and choppy as your bodies are frozen by a spell. 
Your chest cannot move up and down with your breath as your lungs fight to expand and empty. Neither of you have ever felt more powerful magic overtake you. Especially for it to happen at the same time to both of you. You are both stunned right now. Verge says, Hey, hey, it's okay. It's alright. I'm sorry, friends, I've invited you here under false pretenses. But I want you to know I do this out of love for you. You and the rest of your brothers have been so kind. Here at the end of it all. And I wanted to repay your kindness with a small mercy. I thought that Kurt would be coming. But deserving of mercy are all of you. Look, look here. Creech is starting to like make his way into the room, unaffected by anything. But for the moment, it is still Verge's turn. What the my? What did my nat twenty even do then? <laughs> what the fuck? You rolled a nat twenty on initiative. No, no, on the arcane, on the arcana. The nat twenty gave you a chance to roll initiative against this. Verge holds up Frank's book to you. This is this is the language that Kurt. He can't name, but he can read. I've been able to read it since he first showed it to me. It, it's it's the same as in Kurt's book. It's infernal. That's the language. Mm. But there's more than just one language in Frank's book. It's, it's messy. Like he was learning to write it. It, it. It's hard to decipher. He's not good at writing it fluently, but I know it well. Verge begins to point out to you various bizarre scribbles and what appear to be the insane scratchings of a madman from Frank that Kurt would have always thought were just the marks of insanity of the prior archmage. It is the language of heaven. Abyssal. Frank must have discovered its existence somehow in his search for knowledge. These ramblings are his spells. An attempt to stop what cannot be stopped. Since I'm seeing all of this and Oliver got a chance to roll initiative, would Hugh also have a chance to roll initiative to react to this? Because I would be able to show up in quite literally an instant. I'm going to say... Not in initiative, but I will I will give you a moment to be able to react as you pre-planned for an event such as this. Because okay. I, I, I just moment. wanted to put it out that well. I, I might I might need like to have a moment. I think I need to let this first round of initiative play out. <sighs> Between Verge and Creech. Creech is he doesn't have a lot. He's he's going to... It's his turn. You both are stunned. You both have had power words stun cast on you. 
So technically, I believe that you all can make saving throws right now, actually, if we're going forward in initiative. Um, give me a... It's at the end of each of their turns. Yes, it is. Con saves from each of you. Roman. Dirty 20. Fails. 21. Fails. Holy piss. I was going to say... Creech is going to... I feel like all saves are going to be just 20 plus at this point. Howard stuns like, what? Eighth level in champion. Yeah, he's going to say that's like really up there. Well, I did want to kill an archfaith. Jesus Christ. Uh, one of one of Creech's attacks hits. We are going to return as... Creech attacks Verge. You watch Verge with tears in his eyes just go. I'm so sorry, Creech. Uh, the word Creech echoes out from him and Creech drops to the ground dead as he casts Power Word Kill on Creech. He has less than 100 hit points. Oh shit, actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me look. No, he does not. No, he does that's not. what I fucking thought. No, he does not. That's so dramatic. I'm so, for something I'm so that doesn't actually happen. happen. Good, good remembering. Oh my good gosh. fucking remembering. <gasps> good fucking remembering. Because he'd be rules as written. Apparently. Okay, hang on, oh, hang on. Raw, 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 raw. I think it just fails. I think Creech is fine. Yes, yeah, I'm going to say. Happens. I'm going to say he used it. I'm going to say yes, he used it. It's his ninth level spell slot that is used. <sighs> it is still Verge's turn, and Verge tries to kill Creech and fails. Verge kind of sticks his hand out towards something in the other room and frozen in place and with Creech kind of like ready to strike at a moment's notice. You watch from the other room, Roman, the old radio float through the air. How old does Verge look? Verge looks like your guy, like slightly older yeah. than you guys, 26. It's magic, bro. Yeah. No. The radio floats down onto the table. <sighs> Roman Winters, you are listening to the voice of God. Be not afraid. I am here to unthread the world as you know it to eradicate the sins of man and replace it with the errorless perfection of heaven. Roman, you begin falling into a dream. The first one you've had in a month. You are back in the home, forgotten by cleanliness, forgotten by joy, and infested with pain. You're in the same moment as before. You're re-experiencing the moment where the boy is looking in the mirror and he turns and it's the first time that your eyesight does not follow what the boy sees. You hear the same thing that the radio said last time. All God's people shall sing of your glory and sacrifice, young Hiram. Whereas in this moment your dream ended the last time, you continue to watch as the boy looks at the radio confused. Who's, who's Hiram? Why are you calling me that? 
the voice of God rings out from the small radio. They are here, my son. You hear a loud banging on the front door. The door remains in place, but a large crack forms in the wood as something from the other side attempts to burst through the front door. Another bang as the door barely holds on for dear life. Mother and father hiss and surround the doorway to attack whatever it is that's about to come through, and the boy grabs the radio and runs across the room to the corner just in front of your mirror. And the boy cries, Please don't let them hurt me! God, please protect me, please! And the radio retorts, There is no saving you, my son. You have played your role perfectly. A sacrificial lamb for the greater glory of heaven. Our victory resides not in your happening, little one but another. Heaven exists beyond all timelines. Yours is simply a stepping stone to one true path of victory. The voice of the dream and the voice coming out of the radio there in Verge's room now meld into one. Roman Winters, I now speak directly to you. You think you've been viewing the past this entire time. I've known your presence since you first arrived. I am all-knowing, all-powerful, the beginning and the end. You were a threat to our victory in your happening, but no longer. I needed to cement your certainty in a false truth, so little Milton Virgil here could see the work of God be realized. Goodbye, little one. It is finished. In your vision, you watch a younger Knox Hudson and Steel burst through the door with a team of enforcers and begin cutting mother and father down to size. The boy is screaming for God to save him, and the radio goes silent as Knox, with guillotine in his hand, begins to march his way over to the young Milton Virgil in this other happening. And that is where your dream cuts off, and you are rejoined in the present moment. <sighs> Verge, with his hands up, trying to pause the situation, just says, I'm so sorry. I'm just so tired of hurting. I'm so tired of God's people hating each other for no reason. I'm tired of the deceit. I'm tired of their pride and their mockery. I wanted so badly to show this world, to show it that it could love still. And the people have rejected it. This is the only way to make everything right. It's all going to be okay. So we begin again in his perfect world. And you, dear friends, I know this is painful for you. But I see God's greater plan. I see it. So I will spare you this pain. Or at least, at least I will try. There is no point in trying to save it. There is none righteous. Not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Verge disappears. You feel the power word stun end on you. 
we are going to jump back to the home where Hugh, Rowanna, Bro. and Aratus are. Hugh, you are watching this happen. Verge, uh, it was a trap. There was nothing wrong with the book. Um, uh, he, he, he cast Power Word Stun. Um, he's, he's, he's a bad guy. He's freaking out, talking about uh, ab- abyssal language or something. He, he, he tried to kill Creech. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, I, the house, uh, the house I'm at, it's just, it's just a Go hole. to them. Go to them. Go to them. Okay. Uh, I immediately shout at every, all the, the whole chapter of Iris. I will be back. They're in trouble. Um, as you all are about to, uh, start going, uh, just as, as you are saying that, you receive a message from Hiram Ellis. Should any of you die, there is a powerful caster who can help revive you. Don't forget what I may mean to your success. Um, I simply nod at him and I teleport to Verge's apartment. You teleport to Verge's place. Um, do you start uh, transport with plants? Yeah, action, action to a tree, and I, I um, teleport via plants. Okay, really, really plants. quick, I need you to roll initiative. Oh, come on. I'm out. You know yep, what? Go ahead. That's a nat 20. Yes. That's fucking crazy. Holy fuck. Do I need to look at it? Uh, sure, sure, if you want to. Oh, fuck. I fucked it up, but it was two 19s. Um, that was that was Rowanna and Aratus. I'm not even going to fucking roll for mother and father the second that you start... Uh, uh, I'm going to say fucking uh, use teleport with plants. Aratus starts to cast teleport and follow you. Uh, and you watch Eve. Uh, the last thing that you see start growing out of her uh, like empty, almost, almost like a bag of holding like the bottom of her yeah. wheelchair is just empty space as the centipede creature with mother rises out and starts leaping out of the doorway towards you and her eyes roll out of her face as her skin starts to like dissipate from her. Can we say she like bites like right in the space yes. where I was? Yes, <laughs> right 100%. Before I you all disappear. <laughs> uh, you, she killed a tree. You all we'll kill her later. <laughs> you all appear. I'm going to say in Verge's place the in the moment that he starts to disappear. And you all as a party together, the chapter of Evergreen catch the last glimpses of Verge as he looks at you apologetically with adoration, with fear, and yet with certainty. Can I counterspell him? Uh, no, he's gone. Kurt, does what he, are you doing? Does he leave his book? Uh, your book is still there. The Frank's book is there. Yes. Great, I take it. Kurt, I, yeah, what, I let you, you know doing that. Knows. Who's watching Hiram? Uh, the rest of the cha- chapter of Iris. Okay. Um, to the chapter of Iris. Uh, All right. Yeah, uh, Aratus, uh, uh, can you get us back to the bus? Um, I'm going to roll. I don't have the spell slots, too. So. I, I don't. I, I, I just used up what I had. Oliver, can- Roman, are, are you guys okay? Somehow. Uh, yeah. Creech, are you okay? I'm I'm fine. Oh, Whatever gosh. he tried to do to me, it um, didn't work. Where's the closest teleportation circle? Um, uh, roll me a luck check. We we, we, we uh, uh, Rowanna, how did she get here? Did did she come to this place it's five? Too? She, uh, she teleported with uh with uh, uh, Aratus. Aratus. Uh, uh, Rowanna, five. Five. Uh, uh, how many? How many? A, run, what's, a what's, good run. What's the biggest thing you can transform into that can fly? And I, how many people can you put on your shoulders? Just one. Um. Where do, what are we doing? What's um, happening? I'm going to check something real quick. Roman, do you have oh, any... I know what I can do. I'm using Arcane Recovery to get a 7th level spell back, and I teleport us to the bus. Cool. 
Go ahead. You can teleport all of us. I think so. Okay. I'm going to let that happen, Roman. In the moments where people yes. are coming up with a plan, are you having any outward or internal reaction that you feel you need to share? I, as a player, just need to make sure I understand. So what I was seeing in the dreams was a different happening where it was supposed to be... Uh, Roll me insight. Okay. I don't like that. With advantage. I like that better. <laughs> uh, I give you guidance. It, Which is a d4? Yes. That's a 15. Because I'm bad at insight. <sighs> say what you were going to say, and I will... I, will... I just want to make sure I was understanding. So that was a different... Time, what I saw was a different timeline where essentially Knox and Steel found the house and dealt with the problem. Yes. And in the current timeline where we are, that didn't happen or they most likely just got the wrong house. With a 15, this is your full understanding of the situation. You, through your pulling of the deck of many things, got a glimpse into a threat to your happening, just as Aratus thought. You wasn't sure, you weren't sure if it was this happening or another happening. And it now was, it was another happening. It was another happening. The threat, this voice in the radio, the voice of God. Is that it's a multiversal necroverse threat. The necroverse is not another happening. It is a fully separate universe yes. that extends beyond all timelines and all other universes. It was actively deceiving you knowing that in your happening, it had the greatest chance of success with that version of Milton Virgil, the Archfaith being its kind of Jesus type character. So it was misleading you to think it was Hiram mm -hmm. in that other happening because it knew it was a lost cause. And that was what you saw at the very end there. Right. And in this one, it just wasn't a lost cause and Virgil got to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Um, You all teleport back to the bus. You arrive in absolute chaos kind of in the same situation as before uh the war between the cows and the uh oath of the dragon heat has begun and there is full-fledged combat happening you are united with a lot of the council in this moment basically everyone but atlas yeah and you don't know what verge or this voice have planned. And that's where we're going to end this session. Woo boy. This is the worst episode of Cow and Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was waiting. I had oh, that one in the chamber. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. You guys threw me for a fucking loop. Oh, How do you good. think we feel? <laughs> I was so... Roman, that was awesome. I'm subverting expectations. That, yeah, man. Oh, that was freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, fully, I mean, fully, you'd I, probably be dead. Fully, I'd be dead. I don't have 100 hit points. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I would not have been able to teleport to, to you guys. Um, Literally, we're the only people that could have survived. No, yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I would like <laughs> And I thought I Roman thought Creech wouldn't house. either, and then I forgot, like, no, he does have a lot of hit points. Oh. Yes. Thank I'm you so guys. Glad I said that. <laughs> yes, thank you guys for uh doing the subvertive expectations because I didn't want to. I just wanted to be like, let me go help 
with the book. And, I thought that was uh, no, an awesome the, idea. Yeah. No, the second I was like, there is a clear order of who is supposed to go where. I'm not fucking letting that happen. Yeah. That's and, so smart. And Roman luckily is smart enough to do that. Yeah. Wow. That's fabulous. What a cool way for that to play out. Thank you, everyone. Uh, apparently, so I was in the right place. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We only have, what, three more episodes of this story Jeez. to tell? And then we are done. We have now come to the big reveal of the true big bad evil guy. Kind of. The youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and his smoking hot wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's it right there. No shout outs. We're out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye.